What is good, y'all? You're tuning into another episode of Dope Girl Dialect. It's your girl, Samantha Shade. It's Yan the Goddess. Holding it down for Jodeci, not the group. Feel better, girl. Feel better. You know what I mean? Um, on today's episode, we are joined by a dope MC by the name of Taz. Hey. Hey. What's up? Peace, queens. <laughs> What's up, queens out in Brooklyn? What's up, y'all? Hey. <laughs> Live um, from LA. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's sunny out here. Well, oh, you know. Rub it in. Our weed our weed better too. I don't know what the Brooklyn weed mm, looking like. That's sour even, diesel. I can't even <laughs> front. Like I get my shirt from Cali too, so fuck it. Oh oh shit. Damn, you Damn. important. Okay, narcos <laughs> season one. Pablo out here getting shit. Yes, I, you the plug. You the mule. Hey, look, we need to talk. I got some niggas out of New York that need some shit. Oh, New York sour diesel. Too elite. Hypothetically speaking, maybe we'll maybe. I can't. Right. Okay. Well, you know, I ain't gonna try to, you know, catch you caught up in some shit. Yeah, it's legal, so whatever. Well, we have Taz here. Um, she's joining us via Skype. Um, thankful for technology that we're able to talk to someone. She's all the way out in LA right now. Yes. Right. Right. Um, just let everyone know a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I came out of my mom, August 27th. <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all now. Uh, yeah, my name is Taz. Um, from Hampton, Virginia, 757 to be exact. Uh, graduated Howard University. H-U. H-U. You know. You know. You are <laughs> so extra. <laughs> we, had, we had to. We had to do it real of quick. Course. It's only right. Bison, bison. But um, yeah, just entrepreneur. I'm a hustler. I've been a hustler for a long time. Um, I'm, in the, I'm in a bit of everything, but... um. You know, I just, I like getting to the money. I like helping other artists, you know, follow their dreams, tours. I've put together showcases, work with a lot of different companies. It's, my resume is so long. I'll be, you know, kind of weirded out when someone's telling about yourself. So, um, yeah. I guess that's what the interview is for. But, you know, if you just in, in, a, in a nutshell, just Tasmania show. I'm on Instagram. Um, I rap. Got a clothing line called CAS. Got an agency. And, um, you know, y'all found out more throughout the interview. So, you know, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Definitely. So, like, I know from personal experience, like, at Howard, you were doing, like, hella, hella shit. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> everybody was always, you know, like, always on their grind kind of thing. So, even, like, selling clothes. I definitely still have one of those sweaters. Like, Hey, yo, send me a picture. Throw it back. I will. I got to, yeah. I, I actually came across it the other day. So, I'm like, yeah, I'll send a picture. Um, love. Thank you. Yeah, no, like, you know, I always support dope shit. Like, yeah, so you had some... Dope pieces also. I remember I was like, yeah, I gotta help and get that one. I don't know if you remember, it was like red and they had like the like cheetah. With the white stripes. Oh, the, oh, the, the cheetah, cheetah shirt. Oh, print. The, the like, black sweatshirt, it had a red outline, but yeah, the cheetah was on the inside. Exactly. Oh, that was a classic. Sideboard. There was, I made a purple one with the lime green outline. Some shorty mm-hmm. just was out in Alaska two weeks ago. I went to high school with her. She was like, I was out in Alaska rocking it. And I'm like, yo, that sweatshirt is five hey. years old. <laughs> It just speaks to the quality. Like, I never yeah. buy cheap shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. to hear you say it, it's just, it's amazing because I don't forget anybody that's ever got anything. And to, for you to remind me, I'm just hyped. Like, that's that's loyalty. Thank you for that, yo. Of course. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to take that picture. But, um, like, clothing, music events, and all that stuff. Like, um, how did you... I know sometimes, you know, people have passions in different areas and they try to bridge it together. Like, how do you figure out a way to bridge all those things together and, like, find inspiration behind each of your moves? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, it, it didn't start out like that. I knew in high school, like, I wanted, in middle school, I wanted to do a whole bunch. 
And um, I just remember, what was it, my senior year, I had a full basketball scholarship to Virginia Union. Actually, Howard denied me at first. Like, I, I said mm-hmm. that in one of my first mixtapes. Like, I didn't get in, ended up going to another school, got a 3.9, trans- transferred after one semester. But yeah. I, I think the thing that started it was, like, my senior year of high school, I knew I wanted to launch a clothing line called Ancestors. And when I got to college and started hooping, I'm like, yo, it's hard to be a full-time athlete try to stay have a 3.9 gpa and be on my shit and i knew howard was always it for me and when i found out that the coach had switched i wasn't about to play for free so when i when i made the decision to go straight to howard i just cut off basketball which opened up everything for me to be like what do you want to do do you want to do the ancestors thing do you want to rap and at that time rap in the tasmania show my events weren't even happening it was literally just the clothing line because it had been something i've been thinking about for like a year or two so i got to howard that spring 2009 and um it was a little rough because, you know, when you first get to college, that first semester, you get your clicks. And yeah. I, I didn't have a click. I, I'm coming from a basketball team. That was always my click from like, what, from like fourth grade. That was always my crew. I never really had to figure out, even though I was a social person. So I was a little bit, knowing I'm an extrovert, I kind of introverted to keep me focused. So mm-hmm. the, the 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 best part of this story was, um I ain't know, I, I knew I was fly. I had all the kicks. So I was like, niggas <laughs> would be coming to talk to me. I see shorties, you know what I'm saying? Holler at them or whatever. But I was just in my zone. And before I even made my first shirt, I used to walk around Howard's campus with a notebook. I remember my homegirl, Topaz Nia, we was in the quad on the uh, Wheatley third floor, second hey. floor, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like walking down the hall, like, yo, prophesizing, like, yo, I'm gonna make these shirts. Like, I remember Jeremiah just dropped birthday sex, and I did a slideshow on my computer. I invited all the chicks to my dorm, like, look, this is what it's gonna look like, dead ass. So that's how much of a prophet that I felt like I was, like, the law of attraction, like being able to speak things into existence. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of supporters just from seeing my designs on paper. So after that happened, I was like, yo, you got to get out. You got to be social. You not ho-. I didn't know what to do when I wasn't hooping. I wasn't into smoking weed yet or drinking. I was I was, was young. I was green. Yeah. So uh, there was this flyer that was posted in Blackburn that was like Sonny Vaccaro was coming to speak. And he was the guy that got Michael Jordan his sneaker deal with Nike. So I'm just like hesitating. Like, I don't know nobody. Like, do I go? What do I say? I, I walked all the way to Blackburn, got nervous, started walking back to the quad. And I was like, no, nah, I ain't got shit to lose. Just go. Yeah. I walked in you know started talking i'm like yo i know you used to work for nike i don't really want shit i'm a designer i'm just trying to figure out what i can do like if there's any advice and at that time i feel like the younger you are the more fearless you are to mm. ask anything and they always say that um you shouldn't be afraid to ask man for anything if you can ask god for it there should be no man that you should go like come in contact with that you're afraid to ask for anything that's so word. you know what i'm saying so yeah tweet tweet that's what oprah be saying on super soul sundays tweet tweet that <laughs> <laughs> But now, nah, um, after that happened, um, I just kept emailing them. Literally after my 10th of email, he was like, yo, Miss Bridget, like, what can I do for you? I'm like, yo, I just want game. I'm just like trying to like, just talk to me. Like, that's just build with me. He was like, I admire your persistency so much. I'm about to send you a check. I'm like, what the fuck? Like dead ass not knowing coming off of like what, like I was, that made me fearless. He sent me a thousand dollar check, an angel investment. Man. You don't got to pay me back. And this is the guy that invested in Jordan. So I'm a Jordan head. I got every Jordan you could think of. I'm like, man, my bag. You can't tell me <laughs> shit. Like, it just, I paid for my trademark. And that's literally what propelled it forward. My mom paid for my trademark. And then I started doing that. So I, I, this is kind of long-winded, but I'm trying to just explain to you where the transition came. That started 
that started getting my like my connections on campus. Like I started entering the homecoming fashion show. So that kind of broke me in. So my confidence started peaking a bit and I knew I always wanted to do radio. So I went to WHBC. So that's how I started doing the promotions team and I became a programming manager. And then it's like everything that I tried, I was like, oh, this is how y'all throw events with WHBC. I hadn't started throwing events in college yet, but I was like, yo, I like this YouTube shit. Mm-hmm. Like I had uh, decided to bring my laptop to the interview because they told me that John Legend, this was a blessing. Like my second semester at Howard, they was like, yo, you're going to interview John Legend. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, mind you, ancestors is popping. I'm on campus. I'm like, yo, I'm in my bag. I'm hype. I'm hype. They say you interviewing John Legend. I still didn't have no plugs. I didn't have no, I didn't know but getting a camera person. So I said, fuck that. I, put, I propped my Mac up and I interviewed Neo and John Legend. So that turned into, to answer your question where the segue went, I launched the Tasmania show because I put it on YouTube. And so I was just like, y'all about to just start emailing celebrities. Like I interviewed John Legend and Neo. Y'all yeah. should just come and let me interview you. Big Sean opened up. Like it just opened up Ninth Wonder, all these different people because I had that clout there. So I think that every time I did something, my confidence peaked to go to the next thing. So by the, we talking, I'm in my sophomore year now, junior year, I started interning for um, what you call it, BET and um, Sony Pictures out in DC. And then my senior year is when I made my third transition to the music career. I'm like, yo, it's my fourth year at Howard, which how you gonna go out? Yeah. You done went to London and studied abroad. You done launched Ancestors. You did a Tasmania show. Like what else do you want to do? And I remember working at the radio station, interviewing all this artists. And I remember when J. Cole dropped the warm up. It was over for me. I knew I had to rap. Like I dead ass heard the warm up, and I was like, "Yo!" I was working at the Regal downtown Chinatown, and I'm writing on receipt paper. So that kind of just I used to go around interviewing niggas like, "Yo, how you rap? Like, what's a bar? Like, what you do?" And when I'm I'm very meticulous, so when I'm focused on something, I just I, I study it and I ask questions over and over. And um, February I mean April 24th or 27th, I forgot the date. I launched my first mixtape, Late Nights to Fame. I had a listening party. And I just, I, I think honestly, to answer your question, how it was just being able to walk by faith and not by sight, I, I don't have a formula. It's just that I feel like God has always spoken to me, but sometimes you get off track because my family got in my ear like, oh, you're doing too much. And I, mm-hmm. I do believe mm-hmm. that that is a thing. And I think that I started spreading myself thin so nothing was growing. So I'm like, well, what do I focus on? Do I focus on ancestors? Is Tasmania show the thing? So you, I got to a point where I was like, I don't know the thing that's going to bring me the greatest return on investment to stick with at right now. So what is that? My cousins was like, it's got to be the Tasmania show. Celebrities let you come everywhere. You got to do this. And then my other friends is like, nah, you invested all this money in ancestors. So I had so many people in my ear. And um, I don't think that I really, I'm still on a quest for finding balance. It's that I'm just trying to be a little bit more strategic because I always saw myself as a mogul, like the way Diddy can balance the Blue Flame Agency, mm-hmm. Ciroc, De Leon, Revolt, like, but I think that I just thought that I could just get there. You know what I mean? Not knowing yeah. that he had a staff of people like Dia Sims, Dakia Sterling. Who, who, I mean, not Dakia Sterling, that's EPP. But Dia Sims, whoever, like Maryland, all these different people that I've seen. And I'm like, yo, it's not Diddy that's just doing all this. He has power players around him. So that t- gave me the opportunity to take a seat back, read Russell Simmons' book, Do You, and learn about team building and how to give things. But um. The last part, I know that's kind of long-winded, is um, I didn't nah, do it's a game. Like, oh, thank, oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, because I was like, damn, I, I, I'm talking too much. You know, nah, never. Two years. <laughs> oh, I bet that. So yeah, so um, the events thing happened. I'm in. Fi- oh, let me let me stop there. So after I graduated from Howard, I go to New York. I'm working for Vibe Magazine and BET. I'm hype. I'm like, yo, this is it. I'm living in Brooklyn, sleeping on my <laughs> homegirl floor in her dorm, like sneaking into uh, LIU uh, right there by that fucking crunch gym fort green brooklyn whatever so i'm like yo i'm living it up trying to 
you know, going to two bros pizza every day, get my little two slices in my coat, having a, having a good time. But then I felt like I had interned long enough. Not that I was too, I think my ego kind of got to me a bit because I was being like kind of toyed with, like I did the whole marketing campaign for the 2012 BET Hip Hop Awards and the awards. I didn't understand the concept and I pray that anybody that's listening to this right now peeps this game that don't worry about the credit. Like credit became too much for me. I had got tired of niggas stealing credit from me. So mm -hmm. when I'm working with a top dude in the company and y'all place third and I would number one in social media and y'all are using my strategies, but you're not paying me. And this is no disrespect to the company. I still rock with, you know, the people and everything, but I was just like, nah. And I kind of got beside myself not knowing that credit wasn't the thing. Get your experience, get your connects. Mm -hmm. I don't regret it. But I walked away. They wanted me to leave Vibe Magazine, but Vibe Magazine had me working with Questlove. I'm performing with Black Thought. I'm, I'm lit. I'm like, BET wasn't giving me so much. So I decided to go back to Virginia, recalibrate, do whatever I needed to do. Fast forward, um, I'm still working at, what was I working at? DTLR in Virginia. I get back in a position. I think this is the time I found out about Kenny Burns um, launching Revolt TV. And mm -hmm. I, I believe in the law of attraction. I'm like, I'm going to work with that man. Whatever I do, I'm going to work with him. So worked with revolt tv for for some time um did a couple events going places but i i started to feel like and i'll be totally transparent with you about this that going to howard and being around celebrities so much you think that sometimes that that gives you clout mm -hmm. and it's the wrong clout because I, I would get like 400 500 likes you know what i'm saying thinking i'm lit but i'm like yo y'all only fucking with me because i'm posing with this person yeah. that's making and I'm, I'm calling in my big home there's been times i said big homie and i'm i don't have no like uh problem telling the truth half of them niggas wasn't my big homie i was trying to create a, a false perception mm -hmm. and i think by the time i got the kenny burns and revolt i just understand like you gotta have you really need to be doing something i think i got caught up in the game of just going everywhere and and, and then my business stopped he was like yo what do you do you pop in you with diddy crib like you everywhere but what do you do and i that question stuck with me because 106 and park reached out to me to be a host and out of my loyalty to revolt i said no because i'm like i think i'm trying to show my loyalty not knowing that don't bank on nothing without somebody giving you something in writing so i had i was jaded for a minute upset angry at the world and everything like what's going on like i need to figure it out but once kenny burns had that conversation with me i had to pray and ask myself what was the thing that i wanted to do the most and it was rap so when i was supposed to after that so this is what happened after 2012 no it was 2014 i'm rocking with kenny burns they tell me i'm going on tour i quit my job in brooklyn i was working at that crunch and i was working at vibe Quit That's how you ate all that pizza because he was <laughs> yeah. working at Crunch. Okay, I'm trying I was to put eating two pizza two. so I could get some dough. I was <laughs> dough. It was metaphoric. That was it. <laughs> but nah, yeah, that's how I stayed in shape. Uh, I was just trying to get on. I, I needed some type of balance. Like I just was like, it was too stressful trying to figure out New York um, and, and navigating. So that June, BT hit me up to be a host. I thought it was. I, I didn't know, so I said, Nah, I'm gonna be loyal. Kenny was like, We going on tour. I think October. I hit my now fiance but the shorty i was talking to at the time I, I hit her and i was like trying to get back and talking to her and stuff and i'm like yo i'm about to go on tour like can i come crash with you in philly you know what i'm saying um for just like you know a little while till i go on tour and this is the last part and whatever other questions y'all got uh so i i say yo can i stay with you she says yes i'm i quit my job august to go on tour in october to to not go on tour so me starting to throw events, which is the next leg of it. So I told you about Ancestors, Tasmania showing me rapping. The mm -hmm. events thing came out of desperation. I'm like, I spent all my money. I'm maxing out credit cards. Like I thought I was, I, I thought I finally got it. I'm like, I'm going on tour with Kenny Burns, Revolt, Diddy is lit. Didn't happen. 
So I was just like, fuck. So I'm in Philly, a whole new market, and I'm, you know, talking to this shorty. I got to get my bread right. Like, what am I going to do? So I sat around, like, started going to events, filming things and different things like that, getting paid, doing videos, doing PR. But I was like, y'all don't really care about doing videos and PR. So we started throwing showcases. Um, We launched one in Philly called the Soundcheck Showcase. We was doing that on East Oak Lane. Then we uh, expanded when we moved to Cali and started doing the Dope Dealer Tour. And we had a stage at South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. And um, again, I feel like I'm just giving all the game up front. I didn't even want to do it like this, but I was trying to answer (laughs) your question, like, how am I balancing it all? It it, took 10 years, you know? And, um, but to to, to sum it all up, the music has been the forefront of what I want to do. And I realized that every mogul that I study, whether it's Nipsey Hussle, whether it's Dave East, whether it's Jay-Z, whether it's Nas, cryptocurrency, whatever, music opened up all those doors and I always felt like I was a great influencer so I was like if I could build an infrastructure around me to be able to still sell merch throw events do panels give the culture what it is that I really love I can still be an artist and I felt like I didn't have the right support system around me to be able to do that I had to be the videographer I had to be the photographer the designer the rapper and that's the great thing because when when it's time to hire people you know and I just really feel like this is the season where all those seeds that I was planted, planting are coming to harvest. And I think that you got to be able to, in order to build a team around you, you got to be able to be a leader, be selfless, but also be selfish. And I think that my ways of being so caught up in attention and the limelight and being around celebrities wasn't an attractive feature. But now that I don't care about credit and I care about teamwork and I care about, you know, the arts, I think that p- people will be more loyal and committed to me. And, you know, it'll be a mutual thing because you know that I'm not out here putting my name all over everything, even though sometimes we look at Diddy and it's like, it's all Diddy, mm-hmm. but he, he'll he deflect it and give, you know, credit back to Julian Mitchell, the guy that launched the social media campaign for Revolt. And that's the person that I wanted to be. I didn't want to have everybody focused on me because that's never been my thing. But it was like, I wanted to do all these other different things. So um, I hope I answered the question. I know I took a long time to say that I mean, shit, but... Uh, that's uh, the balance. We're signing on out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to <laughs> follow <laughs> us on. <laughs> right, right great. there. Everything right there. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> you pretty much gave us the whole gist. But literally, you touched on a lot of important facts there. Um, just giving us the background on your history and where you've come as far as your artistry. Um, before we get into our topic because our topic today is talking about how we um transition into a new quarter it's about this quarter two now yeah. right yes, um, yes. of the year and how creatively we take the opportunity to just recalibrate and you definitely have some examples in your life story in your life path um of ways that you've had to like hit the brakes and say okay like what do i need to do and how do right. i be focused and you definitely have examples you just gave us a little tidbit there um first of all let me just touch on the name tasmania yeah. <laughs> because you just said a little bit you said uh, um how um at one point you kind of felt like you were doing too much or like some people would say that you were doing too much and Tasmanian devil like yeah it's just like a motherfucker that's just going all over the place oh wow <laughs> and crazy but I like that name though because you kind of take ownership and power in the fact that you are interested in all these different facets and that you do have the skill and the knowledge to do all of these things and I, I'm always known for being that person to say like yeah like if you um really want to put yourself out here as a designer, a a painter, a a writer or whatever, you do have to have a central focus and eventually be able to branch out. But for you, 
obviously you just told us a little a, a little bit about it but for you what when you made a decision to get into music and to tap into that lane um how did you know for sure that okay like music is it for me you know it took some years i knew it at first in 2010 again when i told you i heard j cole drop the warm-up mm -hmm. and it was like i i tried to rap i couldn't i'm like yo what the <laughs> fuck like what do i say like how how do i even start well at least so you were true to yourself because some people they be lying eat, to right? themselves forever <laughs> I to talk about i'm like yo i'm not trapping like what they want to hear yeah. and i think that after just talking and trying and listening to so many i always had a good taste in music growing up shout out to my cousin kiwan and bruce like they had me on the box mob deep like i'm going to new york every summer like taking road trips and that's all we listen to smack dvd so like my my music pedigree it's like i knew good rap but i just you know the shit they talked about i, I wasn't living it so mm -hmm. to, to, to uh, get to the um to the position that i I'm sorry, the question, you, I'm sorry, can you ask me the question again? I was, I kind of got lost in the oh, uh, oh, no, no. answer you said. <laughs> <laughs> you fine. No, I was just saying, like, what was that moment for you to say, like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do as far as okay. paying attention the to The funny music. answer, the funny thing is, I I got that answer last year. Like, mind you, we talking about somebody that started back in 2010, rapping, 2011, mm -hmm. and it's 2018, and I, I didn't click to last year. And I, I think it became... As I explored, so I did the interviews and I was like, damn, I wish somebody would interview me. Because like, for example, one of my favorite artists is Nip. I, I fell in love with Nip because of his interviews and the way he thinks. I'm a type of person, like, if I really want to like rock with an artist, like, I want to hear how what your thought process is. Yeah. And I used to just be thinking like, man, I'm a great thinker. I know I'm a prolific thinker. I just I just wanted people to interview me. And I, was, I, I didn't get jealous, but I was like, I'm sick of doing interviews and shit. So I'm like, how can I get on the other side? Like, what is it that I could talk about that will make people want to interview me. And so after um, realizing that, okay, that wasn't it, I, I started doing events. And I was just like, hmm, do I want to be interviewed about events? And I'm like, no, nah, I got shit to say. And I think that after trying to balance for so long, I was never jealous of any artists that I got signed, put on tour or anything like that. It just came to a point where it was like, not that I was worried about the attention. It was like, I just want you to know my perspective. No one's interviewing me. Nobody's asking me what I think. But I got shit to say, like mm -hmm. I, books I want to write, plays that I want to write, you know, everything. And I'm like, I just I just want to say something. And I think last year I realized that you tried you tried Tasmania show for a long time. You tried uh, the Ancestors clothing line for a long time. You did events. How much time have you really invested in your music to get a return on investment? And to be honest, I didn't invest much time. When I first started rapping, I dropped three mixtapes in 2012 alone, like because I was focused. But the, the moment someone got in my ear, I was just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. So last year I prayed a lot about it. And I'm like, let me see if I start to at least make music more frequently, then maybe I could find the balance of throwing events. I didn't want to do any more interviews for a while. I was like, I just want to throw events to help other artists. And I and I, and I still want to rap. But uh, to answer your question, last year, it was last year out of, out of, out of uh, discipline, not because it was, it was like, I was looking at myself like, yo, you're the one to blame. You're not rapping because of what? Like, who's stopping you mm -hmm. who's stopping you from putting it on soundcloud putting it on youtube when you know how easy this is and i think i read a book called the slight edge and they said that when you're a child you're not afraid to take baby steps that's why babies continuously fall but the older you get you, you as an adult you're afraid to take baby steps and, and the idea of that metaphor is it's so visual to me because i'm like imagine me 27 years old and i'm afraid to take a baby step but a baby that can't walk keeps falling mm -hmm. until they figure it out. Babies mm -hmm. ain't just gonna keep crawling. They gonna get up and they gonna walk. So I was like, yo, just just do it. Like, fuck 
fuck the views. Because there's a quote that I love that says, um, God's opinion of me makes man's opinion irrelevant. So I had to stop thinking about what other people thought. She's a rapper. She's a... Because I used to hate when people would introduce me. Oh, she's a designer. She's a... She's this. She like it's almost like Tiana Taylor. I heard that on her show. She was like, niggas didn't know what I did till they saw the fade video. They yeah. saw she was with Heatherette, and I was like, I feel the same the same way. And um, what forced me to do it last year was just actually just saying, yo, just try it. And as soon as I did it, the universe tested me. Boy, it was hard to put out that first mixtape. Whether it would be my engineer or my producer, just something. And I'm like, I felt the, I felt like I, I got frustrated. I'm like, why am I even doing this? It shouldn't be this complicated to rap. Mm-hmm. But I, I realized that I had to switch my perspective it wasn't complicated to rap it was me putting in that work to show that regardless of what happens i'm gonna do it so i dropped the mixtape january 13th this year and on february 27th but i did back to back just to be able to see you got this work ethic are you the boss that you say you are and that was enough for me because i know niggas that it take a year to do a mixtape like two years and i'm mm-hmm. like if i can do two coming off of a hiatus of not dropping a mixtape in three years then that shows me that i got it and i didn't try so um yeah, that, that's what kind of pushed me to my music out of forcing it. And also, too, people reminded me, like, my fiance, when I first got to Philly, her mom heard one of my raps a long time ago. You need to focus on rap. I've had so many people tell me, why aren't you taking it seriously? And, I, and that kind of bothered me. When it's, it's like when you know someone has potential, but you can't make them do it. Yeah, and right. I was like, let, let me just try it. And I, and, I, and I also feel that my perspective, man, like, I've had mad friends that have committed suicide people that suffer with mental mental illness depression i've had anxiety and i just want to be an artist that can speak for the vulnerability i'm just tired of niggas faking like this bow wow challenge shit like i i want to be that artist like if i'm depressed today okay i'm gonna say it like i just Mm -hmm. coming from flexing all the time i was like there needs to be some balance like this jake whole album that just dropped we need more balance for what's really going on and i felt as a female at the time when i was rapping before tink before not before then but like you know before that that wave the young and maze and yeah. the dreezies i was like yo i could be that and then after seeing all these women take off i'm just like i like the fact that i'm not the woman that's out here in hills trying to rap about how good my <laughs> and how fat my, i'm not that person but respect my mind like like rhapsody you know what i'm saying like i thought yeah. like you yeah. her you know you're gonna res- I, I want i want to be respected by by the men for my mind and women but not to be objectified for my body and i i don't i love looking at women i love great bodies but i want to like how you said you was working out at crunch i want to be respected fitness so man she's she's an ls mc and she fit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i wanted that to be my narrative so um i, I i'm happy that I'm finally doing it because I think that emptiness that I felt in my heart was because I, I wasn't rapping. Had I been rapping and throwing shows the entire time, I think I would have been satisfied. But it's something about getting that out, like therapy. Like I had a really bad situation with one of my family members and I rapped. I went over that Tory Lanez beat, the, the hate to say, and I rapped for like three minutes straight. And I was like, oh, I knows I couldn't say this shit to her. I tried to. But once I said it on the record, it was my release. And that mm. was a perfect example of this is bigger than this is mental this is mental health for me. You know what I'm saying? This is my this is my therapy. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that all those times that I was depressed, I should have just been writing it out. I shouldn't have been like music isn't really a choice for me at this point because I understand that it's the way that if I can't say get on a podcast or I can't write a letter to my dad in prison, like I gotta get this out. So it came out of a need of I think mental health and, and finally just focusing. Again, another long-winded answer, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> hope you feel me. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, and I think that that's really great for people who some people don't know like what their focus could be. So I think maybe this will give them like an idea. Maybe like kind of focus on what helps you out, what makes you feel good as a person. 
Right. But, you know, yeah. feed your soul, basically. Like, don't try to force anything. I think it's difficult to tap into that because we're likes, no matter what you say, like, likes will, likes will do something to you psychologically. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll like a song, and if you post it and you get eight likes, you're like, yo, what the fuck? You start flush comes in. Getting, getting your chakras bound, getting in tune with yourself and understanding that if I were to die tomorrow, like what would fulfill me? And I think that the distractions of the acceptance that we place on other people, like are they gonna like if I wear this? Are they gonna like if I say this? Is this catchy enough? Don't worry about them playing your music in the club. You know what I'm saying? J. Cole ain't getting played in the club. I mean, he might have got some records off this most recent album that might go up, but it's just yeah. like, think about his influence. Like, And I think that sometimes people just want the attention. They don't wanna do the work and they're so caught up in in these things and I'm glad that I could share this because I I just want more people to not give a fuck like these same niggas you didn't know before Instagram was popping what was we doing when Instagram wasn't out niggas wasn't niggas was playing on the playground niggas was smoking yeah. weed they was going to get ice like I, I just wish I remembered how much less we gave like validation to other people's mm-hmm. opinion even the fact that we sit around and talk about Kanye all the time like get a life like I'm <laughs> crazy but like why we got to talk about him all day yeah. like don't y'all got something else I, every time I'm in the car what you think about this Kanye situation what the fuck you think like you, what you think about your situation you right know, I just feel like we too caught up in everybody's situation and I just think that I think it's like more people need to adopt that Harlem um and I'm, I know you're from Brooklyn I'm sorry that that, that <laughs> I feel like Harlem niggas really don't give a fuck. Like I know, like, and you from from if you judge a Dame Dash to a Jim Jones, like that you gotta have that 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 confidence in you because if you don't have it, it's gonna be hard for you to get swayed. And it's just I don't know where these kids, these millennials, are getting it from. So I be saying you gotta stay prayed up. You gotta if it's going to church, if it's meditating, you gotta do something. And and those are the things that remind me, like, like yo, I'm hot, I'm fly. Like, I don't need nobody to tell me that. And when you start moving like that, of course, people will be like, oh, they're cocky. I don't want to work with them. But it takes a Kanye level of type of confidence mm-hmm. to get you to break through. But then you, when you break through, you can't have a Kanye moment like, why, why they don't like me? No, we got you there <laughs> because you didn't give a fuck about niggas not liking you. Yeah. That's what it was. It got you there. So, um, yeah, I, I want this to be an example because I got a younger sister and a younger brother that look up to me. You know, uh, Tajay and Tashik, shout out to both of y'all. Love y'all so much. And it's like the same struggles that I go through. And shout out to my brother Tahir and to, uh, Mook, two out of Philly. Uh, that's my fiance's uh, siblings and Tahi. But um, yeah, all of them, like they're all like people in my life that I'm just like, I want y'all to be unapologetically you. Like when Rihanna came back with unapologetic, like mm-hmm. I think that we've just conformed so much to this walking dead shit that everybody's walking around looking the same and we don't have that individual individuality. And I'm just here to just, I just want to fuck shit up. I want to make people like like i had this post right for example um, i met chaz french i really like him at brockton mm-hmm. city last year and when i took the picture with some fly shit and the old me was like well i'm about to what kind of let me look at my fab captions let me listen to the soul tape real quick. <laughs> oh you got a, you had a caption to, list too okay <laughs> yo for fab listen you listen to the summertime shootout fab guy, oh man, yeah i got a list of quotes yeah fab, like, one of my favorite rappers so i'm going through my quotes and i'm like yo this shit corny dog i'm about to praise him because i think that we act like we're too cool to be fans All the so time. i wanted that opportunity switch the narrative i'm like yo shout out to chaz french i fuck with your mixtape i would be honored like i literally said everything and i made a whole bunch of hashtags no he's not my big homie no i don't know this nigga Mm -hmm. i'm not flexing like and i did that because i wanted to show people like yo we don't who cares you at coachella okay you backstage let me show you mine i'm just tired of it like i'm I'm and i've seen it so much with the politics of going to howard university dealing with homecoming Mm -hmm. and i just want more people to just keep it real because especially living in l.a 
people always ask me, what's the biggest difference of living in L.A. and New York? I'm like, in New York, you know when somebody don't fuck with you. In L.A., you don't. Like, niggas would be in my face dead ass talking to me. That's pure sadness. That is, it is, because in New York, I, you, it's like, I'm not going to fuck with you if I don't like you, yeah. no matter what you have. But in, in L.A., it's the total opposite. Oh, you have 14,000 followers? Like, I literally sat down the other day, and I don't give a fuck because I seen this shit on this dude's computer. I'm sitting down. I see my name on his computer, and he trying to meet with me, and he was like, has 14,000 followers. I'm like, bro, like, why is that on your computer? Like, yeah. I'm a human. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I get, like, I understand this influence, and I'm not knocking anybody that pays for their shit and everything, but I just hate that that's got to be the, the narrative when we build. Like, oh, you must be, like, why does that change who I am right now in your face? Mm-hmm, like, yeah. I am the same woman that I am on the internet, but your 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 whole demeanor is going to switch with me because you want to treat me differently. And in New York, don't nobody give a fuck. Like, <laughs> they don't give a fuck. We're not going to treat you no different. If I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you in L.A., when you got a big heart like I do, it's kind of hard to identify, like, do they fuck with me or yeah. not? So then that turns into people, you know, doing more drugs and coloring their hair and doing all this weird nigga shit. And I'm just trying to bring the realness <laughs> back, like like beans, like bring the real back. Something's yeah. got to happen. No, dog. it's very much like Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Like, Deadass. I love that show. Black Mirror. Just, yeah. like, it's no real, like, authentic vibes, um, especially being a creative, like, the 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 world that we exist in because i know like i I have relatives who are like in medical medicine or whatever they don't they just don't understand what it is that i do and like the people that i'm around so they don't understand the struggles or the stress they just think it's oh like you just do this thing and you post online and that's it right i hate when they do that don't dismiss my shit respect yeah (laughs) like but they don't understand the stress that comes from just being in the environment and you know just what you have to deal with on a day to day, like if you're meeting someone and they're just looking at your socials and not really paying attention to the the real conversation, the vibe, you know, right. and getting to know you as a person. Um, that's very awkward. That's very that it's just weird. Made my back. I, <laughs> I don't know. It made my <laughs> goosebumps and all that other extra shit. Like, I'm like, what? You know what that makes me do, though? It makes me just want to be more indie like for example i saw this campaign with kendrick and Shaq last year it was called the um after black friday small business saturday mm-hmm. and american express was uh giving everybody points back if they spent money with small businesses i like i've been on a lot of major blogs and you know uh um and shit shout out to you fucking you got me on karen silver my, my <laughs> first feature on karen silver was, was because of you but i remember that being my my end all like it had to be respect it had mm-hmm. to be vibe and and i'm not i'm not downplaying anything that doesn't have a name that i'll never say that you guys aren't on their level but i'm just saying like i don't care about that shit no more like i'm not pressed um, for we press. cute though we like, on I, spotify <laughs> right no y'all are that's why that's why i, that's why I, I made the disclaimer like i'm not i'm, I'm not no y'all are like, hey, I, I subscribed on the podcast app right there by gary b right there by uh hey, friday babe. podcast like all, all like I listened today to the uh, what was this shit called? Um, not the shit. I'm sorry, forgive me for saying that. Um, I literally was listening because I was like, I can't just get on this podcast and not imposter syndrome. The episode yeah. 11. So I was listening to that, and it, the the point that I'm making is that sometimes people get so caught up in like DJ Samero and fucking Breakfast Club that you overlook a dope girl dialect podcast. Don't do mm-hmm. that. Like you overlook these these things that once but Vibe started out as a small thing. Jack yeah. magazine started off small. And so my my thing is is I'm not anti-major blogs, but even like now I'm so into, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for every every like your your guys's time right now is just as valuable if it was a writer at Revolt TV or if it was a writer for Huffington Post. I, I respect time. It doesn't matter about the 
the the name i respect the time and the fact that you cared enough to even interview me and i think that if more artists did that i don't want to fuck with it if it ain't on that piff or if it ain't on this is 50 like people just start moving weird like mm-hmm. why does that blog matter more than the person that took the time to ask you about your career and so that like that's just another thing to point out like these kids that want all these accolades and these verified checks i even said that shit only leave the crib to correct only leave the crib to collect the check i'm verified even without the check mm-hmm. i say shit like this to remind niggas dog in the streets you walk up on a hood nigga and say i'm verified look at my blue check the fuck nigga. does that fuck mean fuck you nigga i'm gonna shoot you right now <laughs> in your mouth dog like that's you know what i mean like that's literally what somebody would say to you so i just i just hate when niggas just be you know moving like that and to enter back to your point with your family members you know coming from the medicine field you can't convince anybody to understand your purpose. And that's why now I'm not even trying. It's just like, yo, you'll catch it. You'll catch mm-hmm. it when it's time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to explain myself to you and tell you, you know, my mission and what, I, what I'm aiming for. But, you know, they'll, it, they'll, they'll get it. They'll get it eventually. Like, oh, you're just doing that radio. I hate when somebody says that little. There's nothing little about it. Like, when you put that adjective out there, you're, you're downplaying it. This yeah. is a big dope di- uh, dope girl dialect podcast. I always, whenever my niggas say... You know, I got this little party. Now I'm bigging them up. No, that's you got a big party. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like you got to say that and remind people about their addiction because off the p- tongue speaks uh, life and death. So you got to be very, you know, meticulous with your words. Like even if you're not a wordsmith or a lyricist, just be careful for you know what you put out there. Yeah. Um, but your family, they gonna know. They, if they ain't got it yet, shit, it's coming. And I'm putting, I'm speaking it into the universe. Yeah. That's why when I was on this shit today. I, I Instagram did. I tweeted it. I don't know, you know, what y'all audience is, but anything I can do, like even if it's not beneficial to me, if there's somebody that y'all want to interview or I got a plug, like I'm trying to just spread love, like regardless. And when you get the ego out the way, yo, you just open up all types of different streams of love that you can pour into other people. Like most definitely, and we thank you too for taking time out, you know, to fuck with us today. I'm honored. I was hyped when you said it. I remember I first hit you. I'm just like, yo, like, and that's what made me tune in. I'm just like, like that, like I'm so into, like it don't. I, I remember I heard y'all on that podcast, the imposter syndrome. You, like, I don't know who it was that said this, but they said that people will be pressed to go talk to somebody that got ten thousand followers when the plug really got eight hundred. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've met the manager, and I'm just like, yo, your shit light, you private, like, right. and, and you start, you know, moving different, thinking that, and I just don't move like that no more. Like I'm. Any, anything so as soon as you say yo y'all interview me i'm made the time to do it because i respect every every publication and i'm not going to treat one person better than the next person because of what the advantages are so i'm the same way you said you're grateful that i can speak i'm just i'm honored to be on here I, like this is a big deal for me like because again you could talking to a person that used to be mad and niggas didn't want to hear my perspective so the fact that i can just talk about because i'm not just a rapper like i like to talk about you know mental health or going to the gym or spiritual awareness like i just want people to be aware of my thoughts because i feel like if they hear them maybe i had a dude i was riding with yesterday bad anxiety and i'm like oh i had anxiety attacks and he was like really i couldn't imagine that like i don't have no problem you know saying my truths and if, mm-hmm. I, if I have more platforms i can do that on especially being a black woman man i just want more people to be able to talk they shit and be proud with it yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying like I got this going on. I'm broke. Okay, bet that. Like, whatever. Like, just own your truth. And um, you guys let me do this interview with you. Even though I know you guys speak to specific topics and let me talk about what I'm doing, I'm just honored that y'all respect my perspective enough because that's God body. Like, when you want to build with somebody and you're like, yo, I respect you enough to let you come on my platform. It's a, it's a mutual respect. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. So, well, this episode we're talking about... Um, 
quarter two. This year is damn near almost over. <laughs> Low key. Right. Annoying Summer as time. hell. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, cancer season is up upon itself. You know, I'm a hey. cancer, so I'm hype as hell. I fuck with cancer. My fiance is cancer. Shout out to y'all. Y'all uh, get with Virgo. Birthday. You better get you. Uh, June twenty eighth, and you should okay. date to a Virgo. If you ain't got a Virgo, you should well, date to a Virgo. Compatible. My, my, oh, my big sister is a Virgo, so my older okay. sister is a Virgo, so I can see y'all. I can see the vibe there, yeah. whatever, whatever. I ain't gonna force it, you know. I, know. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna force it, but I'm just saying we just got some good ass aura and shit. Virgos, we lit, we lit. <laughs> um, and um. Uh, Ayana, you have the the tidbit a little bit, but definitely um, listen to more of our episodes because you know here at Dope Girl Dialect, we're all about um, giving tips and tricks for creatives to kind of combat the issues that we go through that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Like as you mentioned, you know, staying home with your mama, dating struggles, um, network, come you know. at the table, alliance, intention, value, okay. goals, and all yes. <laughs> wellness momentum episode reception but you know what it's interesting now you know i used to be a journalist how did y'all come up with this i read the you know the website on the bio and everything but how did y'all come up with the title dope girl dialect and like what is your like what is it your specific missions for what you want to do with with this and how you want to change people's lives uh well the idea for the podcast was in general just to have a woman's voice um be represented in the industry because mm-hmm. a lot of entertainment um spaces yeah. spaces are run or uh just ran by men in general if you look right. at a complex a double xl or whatever conversations are always run by men and i felt like us three ladies we've had experience working in the industry to know uh, to to you know just give advice to other creatives coming up um especially living in such a populated area like new york city mm-hmm. where it's just non-stop creatives left and right that you're meeting daily and we just wanted to open up and have like open honest conversations about the shit that people mostly hide like yeah. we live in a world that is you know focus on the the instagram the likes um the facade of being 100 percent great but we have those moments where you're like damn i have these loans to pay i'm working a side job at cvs like what the fuck yeah. like i don't have no health insurance but um mm-hmm. let me you know sell this f- uh flat tummy tea you know what i'm saying like whatever <laughs> right. you know like we we just go through a lot and we just want to bring people back to the center to the court um and to help them understand that you know that if you love what you if you really love what you want to do and you um want to do well like that you have a safe space listening to our podcast because we talk about all the issues um that concerns us and you know we don't have to hide behind these mirrors of you know whatever grand gesture whatever the hell like it's just a lot going on yeah it's just a lot it's amazing because literally now that I reflect on what I have said, like, you know how you say you pretty much summed it up? Like, yeah. like everything that I'm speaking on, like, is what I'm battling with. Like, it's like I found the podcast. To, like, I should have been listening. You know what I mean? Because it's like all the things we like I'm, I just identified at 27, like in the past few years. It's like it just makes me even happier to know that this space exists because I'm just talking from from experience. But this is cultivated literally for those things. And it's just ironic that I'm just. You, you didn't even have to ask me yet. Like, I just gave you that information, but that's what y'all, that's just, see, that's, oh man. We're right just, here. Yeah. We see each other. We see each other. That Nene Jeff. <laughs> so, like, do y'all do panels? Do y'all, like, do y'all, like, cause I'm, I'm excited that, like, I gotta go. I've only heard one episode. I ain't gonna fly, lie. I gotta go back and listen to all the other ones. Well, but, we um, are gonna plug you. Yeah, you have an event going on in June. So, if you um, yeah. come back, 
or do something in New York for sure. We are here for panels or anything of that nature, hosting, um, hosting events. Yes. Right. Okay. So I definitely, that's one of the things that, um, when I was saying about expanding the events and being able to do things more, you know, nationwide. Um, yeah, I do. Ha I haven't, I was planning on doing an event. I have never done an event in New York yet. That's the market. And it's crazy. Cause I got so many fam family members there and know so many people. It only makes sense. But, um, yeah, like I, I definitely want to keep this line of communication open because whether it's you guys breaking into this market, you know, I have some things I'm planning out here and vice versa. And I, I just love being being able to bridge this gap. If there's anything I'm telling you that you guys need for any reason, do not hesitate to ask. Uh, I, I'm so humble, willing to help people. Um, yeah, definitely that the event is June 5th. It's called Art Attack. If y'all know any artists in LA that want to come through and perform, come bury your soul, come have an art attack. Um, looking for musicians and vendors. And I got like, now that I understand y'all a little bit more, it's just so many things that have nothing to do with me that I'm just like, <laughs> who can I plug y'all with? And I think that's love when you start thinking outside yourself. Like some people don't want to plug nobody if there's no benefit for them. That's yeah. not me. So anything that I can do to help push y'all movement because this shit feel real. Like it's good to have girl talk. I'm always talking to niggas. I don't understand it. I just, like, <laughs> for real, I just be feeling like, why niggas always asking me stuff? And I yeah. see why niggas like Pharrell and Dame Dash be like surround yourself with female By energy. Women. But I just feel like I attract niggas for whatever. Yo, Tez, how I do this? And I, not that I don't want to help, but as women, we are so much more self-sufficient beings. Yeah. It just feels organized talking to y'all. Like I feel like everything, <laughs> the papers on the desk is right there. Y'all like, you know what I mean? Like niggas just be like late like just i don't know it's not that many thorough <laughs> niggas I, I can so we gotta I do a whole nother episode about that in general like right. just the disorganization <laughs> listen y'all could for real if y'all ever have you know guests like wayno be jumping in on everyday struggle i will call like i like this shit for real and it's not even about like i ain't gotta promote none of my shit i just i like like how i said i like to talk and because i'm not in radio anymore it still feels like there's a piece mm -hmm. of me that be like, oh, it's just like, oh, I just want to talk, you know, like yeah. just, just building. Cause niggas don't build these days. We text, we get on FaceTimes here and there, but like having dialogue like this is so important. Yeah. Like I, I want to have panels about mental health awareness and suicide, like, like things that I've went through. And I just, I, I feel like this is the perfect platform. I'm so honored. I'm so happy that I, that, that I, got, on, I got on this show. We should do this more often. Like y'all, <laughs> yes. my ladies now, we, we queens together. Like hey. this is hell. <laughs> And I'm sorry I talked too much, y'all. I didn't mean no, to. No, it was like, good. No, but no, definitely because even the things you touched on, a lot of people are afraid to open up about that stuff. So I feel like, you know, having, you know, the spaces and the the will to, like, express those things is good for other people. Because, you know, people find comfort in knowing, like, oh, I'm not the only person who's going through this. So it kind of, okay, I, can, I too can speak out about this or I can be real. About you know situation. what? That's made, that, that poses a question. And I know this might sound weird. My fiancé brought this up. Have y'all ever had a talk about and this could be an episode if you haven't done it yet like as women like and i'm being like totally real like you know whether it's you have a uti or like like you know how like things niggas just are embarrassed to yeah. talk about like she was she was saying that she was like why the fuck do we gotta whisper about it and talk about it in yeah. the house like like i had a yeast infection i'm not fucking dying like why right. so when she said that i was like yo it is kind of you know like why don't we so i'm just curious what you saying that and me being transparent have y'all ever had like a vagina monologue because there's a lot of women that mm. want to know like you know do i get a pap smear like have you know what I'm saying? Because I, me and her both, that's something she's been asking for. Like, why don't we talk about it? And I feel like, shit, if I come up there, I've had a UTI. I don't give a fuck. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm just saying, like, it's happened to us. But does that mean that I'm dirty or that, you know what I'm saying, nobody wants to have sex? Like, yeah. I just feel like it's something that is a, just keep it in mind. I don't know. Because I've never heard anybody 
talk about it whether you got to get a depo shot because you're trying to stop birth control like literally yeah. like talk about vagina like but not in the sense <laughs> even though no, i love it I'm a good saying. idea no it's definitely something that we would probably do in the future yeah because sure. we're like super transparent like that anyway um, there is let me do okay. plug another podcast there's another podcast called perky perspective like, yeah perky and they talk about everything they talk everything about periods and women's health and um, everything about okay, that. I'm and they right are now. a part of the ICN network as well. So um, just look them up. Perky Perspective. Perky Perspective. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Perky. Um, she holds it down on there. But they talk about all of that on a daily. But I feel like we should eventually um, venture that. We do. We are yeah, kind of like raw a little bit, though. We're super. We yeah, talk about are. crazy stuff. What did yeah, I say about like- Beyonce the last episode with her coochie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Farting far in and them leotards and oh, shit. Yeah. Her coochie farted? I, didn't I know mean, that. you know she probably do. Um. <laughs> you know it did at the, at the fucking Coachella. That she be probably, standing there. Yeah, she just be she standing farted. there. Her power pose. Wait, and you know she creeping. The, uh, wait, during the, um, the, uh, the, the Beachella, she, y'all heard it? No. <laughs> I'm like, y'all listen to that damn Beachella and did not hear her coochie fart over the beat. I'm like, yo, y'all got some good ass ears. Like, was it a sub? Was it a... <laughs> so we're not about to have this be like a thing and then the beehive like right no. oh, right, right, right. Like... shout out to the beehive we love y'all and the lemonade and the honey like all, all of that it shit. Like, all of it i don't they, they aggressive i'm oh sorry God. but nah not I, I, y'all feel like you know y'all t- y'all don't got no filters like you one of y'all from philly one of y'all from brooklyn right the other yeah. One I'm from some, yeah my fiance from philly i used to live in north philly so hey, y'all, i'm two, a temple hip. grad so temple grad shout out to temple my uh yeah I, somebody just who graduated from temple i know oh my cousin she hooped there now my cousin khadijah shout out to khadijah shout but yeah i was just saying y'all niggas being from up top like i don't think that none of y'all y'all have any problem with transparency i was just saying i ain't know how nasty, well, not nasty y'all, <laughs> y'all get when it comes to like you know talking about coochie because it'd be some things and i'm just like do i want to talk to my best friend you know people don't yeah. want to talk about eating ass, sex all that type shit i don't know but again i ain't forcing y'all but if y'all do have that conversation i want to come talk because again, but, I'm yeah. gonna put you down and transparent with my art and, and my perspective because i feel like you fuck with that's why we like cardi b yeah you know what i'm saying cardi b is real like and i, I want to not yeah. be that person out here just going crazy but like you know, she's unapologetically her so nothing you say can hurt me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i love yeah. y'all man I, I, i'm hype about this shit <laughs> the love shit is wrong. mutual <laughs> So as we head into quarter two, um, pretty much the end of the year, um, <laughs> um, what are some things that you are doing now to sort of refocus and regroup and um, get yourself set up for the summer um, of 2018? Um, the first thing that I, I did and I've been doing even before we got to the second quarter um, was um, prayer. Like, I didn't realize how my relationship with God had become so estranged. So I had to kind of like just be still and just remember that no matter what's going on, God is the omega in everything that I'm doing. I can't start celebrating my victories thinking that it's me and not the higher power. So I think that when I when my, my goals got off track, I got a, I got a dry erase board. I, I write everything down. But when your faith and your spiritual like calling isn't right in order, I don't think that anything can manifest. So the first thing that I did and I encourage everybody to do whatever higher power you connect with like take the time to just be still pray meditate that's what i'm doing um being open to change um and taking chances like not being afraid to fail i think that that's the biggest thing that i'm doing like i'm throwing more parties more events making more music 
but again i'm every day i'm just trying to find balance like whether i'm doing yoga i'm working out investing in my mental health um reading books and i just think that sometimes you gotta oh, i've been wanting to come to this vegan restaurant oh my gosh i'm so excited um, <laughs> <laughs> we just walked into this vegan restaurant i'm so hyped i didn't know we were going here it's such a surprise date but um yeah like i just i just um definitely want to center myself and i feel like everything else will will, will manifest once i sit down and stop moving because i think that jay-z said this or and i who, who called it but this is your quote you said your favorite quote from jay-z is don't go with the flow be the flow mm-hmm. and then i think i saw something else. sometimes you confuse business with productivity and i'm here to say that in this second quarter don't think because you're moving a lot that you're doing something Mm-hmm. The person that's being still could be getting a lot more accomplished because when you be still, you know that I am God, and that's what the scripture says. So, again, to, uh, to just recap, my second quarter goals is literally to just meditate more, to find balance, do more yoga, work out, and eat a plant based diet, and smoke a lot of weed, and hey, just check the same <laughs> check up. Wave. Exactly, and drink, and drink a lot of water, and just yes. drink some water, mind your damn business. Hello. <laughs> drink water a lot of water and just every day one thing that i saw in this book i read and i'm reading uh, a lot of books it was like you know how like you write in your agenda and you keep rewriting the same thing down like why haven't i done this shit oh, like it's just like go me. to the eye doctor or yeah. go get your ebt card you know turning your shit to get your eb your food stamps mm-hmm. uh recertified or whatever the shit is like it's like when you get a letter in the mail like i heard the best thing to be on top of your work week and shout out to tim ferris that four hour work week book is a good book is when it comes, take care of it. So if that email comes and you saw it, email them back right then and there. Mm-hmm. Like if you if, if you're capable, if a, if a letter in the mail comes, like handle that bill, and that will be able to free up a lot of time because you don't have to keep penciling in. You know, go back and call this person. Like just do it when you say you're gonna do it. Like commit to yourself the same way that you would commit to your job and show up at nine o'clock. Every- Every day. That's we, so we true. To... Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just saying that. Um, yeah. did you guys have any um tips or second quarter goals that you had in mind? Um, I definitely do, and it's definitely the whole thing like repeating things. I go back through my like I have a passion planner now, and I go back through the planner, and I'm just like you know just seeing what I seeing what I did or didn't do a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed I'm rewriting some of the same things over and over again. So it's like, yo, just mm-hmm. get it done. So I even found myself yesterday, like, sometimes I give myself a scheduled time to do things and I saw like an email coming. So I'm like, oh, this, you know, hour, I'm supposed to be working on this, but I saw this email. Normally I would like put it off to the side and just like, I'll get to it when I get to it, which is like never. So I was like, you know what, how about I just answer it right now? So definitely I think now I don't have to think about it. Like it's done. Right, right. Because that's a different, li- exactly. different relief. And also, I want to add, don't, I, Damon John, when I was reading his Rise and Grind book, and I don't do this anyways, don't just jump on your phone as soon as you wake up. And, like, also don't reply, because once you start replying to everything, like text messages, phone calls, you're at the mercy of the day. Mm-hmm. The, you're, you're responding to your day. You start the day how you want. So if yeah. I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do the gym, then I respond when I feel like it. But whenever you make that time to respond, I don't think it's great to do it in the morning. Because say you wake up and you're like, I got to reply to all these emails. It's 12 o'clock. You haven't done shit for yourself. Yeah. So I would just say switch the, you know, switch it up. Make your morning about you. Once you've done all you need to do, then do everything else. Because you'll beat yourself up, go home. Like, I didn't call the doctor. I didn't call the insurance company. I didn't do this. Like, do that. Do that first. Like, take care of your livelihood and just... You know, word is bond. We got to get back to that because people's word don't mean shit these days. So just keeping yeah. your word, it's a and thing. Yeah, and even <laughs> keeping your word with yourself. Like, 
Um, Hell yeah. I've been reading this uh, book by, um, it was like, it's like a workbook, it's like Market Yourself by Emily De La Cruz, and she's like a branding expert. And one thing she said, I think maybe it may have been like her podcast or in the book, I can't remember, but she was like, you have to respect yourself as your boss kind of thing. And I feel mm. like you, you know, you do things, but you're, you don't take yourself seriously. But if your boss at your job tells you to do something, you're going to exactly. do it. Exactly. Right. So, like, we, we, yeah. What's the name of the book or the person? So I can write um, that down they're again. called Emily De La Cruz. And um, I don't, I think it was her podcast. Uh, it's called Money and Marketing. I believe that's what she said it in. It's like, it's really cute tidbits that she has. And literally the episode is like seven minutes, 10 minutes. But she's like speaking real shit in this podcast. It's, uh, yeah, it's called Money and Marketing. Okay. Um, yeah, she was. I Thank was like, you, yo, no problem. I'm, we all here to share the wealth. But um, <laughs> I was like, yo, you are so right. Because if someone else asked me to do these things that I've listed out, I would have done them. But it's like, exactly. whoa, why don't you respect your shit? Like, that's crazy. So that's we so disrespectful to ourselves. Right? We gotta, Aretha would have been. Everything's gonna be pissed that we don't have our E S P E C T. Like, yo. find out what it means to me. We need to do the remix of that. Respect yourself. Like, damn. No, for real. So that's definitely something that I've been like working on. Um, and it's, it's hard because you are your own accountability partner when it comes to things like that. So you kind of get sometimes you give yourself that pass. Like, well, nobody knows I was supposed to be doing this, but me. But it's like, right. yo, why not do what the fuck you want? You know, you that's integrity. To yeah. You gotta do it. Exactly. But that's yeah, I love what y'all like. think. Y'all got some, some some good brain, and I don't mean that <laughs> pun intended. Like, I'm just like, literally, your brain is great. Your mind, the way you think. I like yeah. that shit. <laughs> Trying, like, you know, just involving as, you know, people. And I know, I was talking to my friend the other day. He was like, yo, I don't know. There's something, there's like a little switch. Like, you seem, like, way more focused and, like, on your shit. I'm just like, yeah, like, I, it's that time. Like, I've been playing too long. Like, right. shit I'm trying to get done is not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And you touched on this about, like, taking baby steps. Like, mm-hmm. that whole fear thing, it's so crazy because you think of all the worst case scenarios that are going to come up. Like, shit, that's not going to do well. Nobody's going to come to the event. Oh, it's going to look bad or whatever. Oh, matter of fact, they, y'all said it on your podcast. Y'all had an event and they said the electricity was down and they sent y'all an email. And oh, yeah, the y'all. last podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, I was yeah. like, damn. Like, like I, I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I was making a point with that. Um, Oh, shit, shit, shit. I, I, fuck, I'm sorry. You uh, Taking baby <laughs> steps. Uh, just not judging yourself. Like, like yeah. you're still going. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that that happens like we just beat ourselves up because we have one roadblock yo relax like shit yeah. happens like man yeah, and y'all and you, and you always bounce back like that's that's the main thing i feel like fear is man-made literally fear does not exist you can't go hold it mm-hmm. it's, it's it's man-made like you, like that's the that's a, it doesn't exist so it's just like why why have we created this space and i and again i feel like what you ladies are doing and even what I'm doing as an artist, like we have a responsibility for the culture to help each other talk. Like mm-hmm. social media has turned us into, you know, people that just don't talk to one another. And so that's why I yeah, love listening follow, to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I put y'all in when I'm working out and I can hit, get game. Like, you know, I was just listening to Drink Chance yesterday uh, with uh, Kenny Burns and um, Casanova. Like, I really fuck with podcasts. Heavy. Wow, I've been fucking with them. So, yo, that was heavy. Like, a lot of gems. Definitely check that out. Like, and, and, and even too, like, I'll be plugging people with books. Like, the fact that y'all just doing this. It's like, no matter how many people are tuned in, like, just know that somebody listening matters. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up in how many people weren't listening. Like, you be, we be so caught up in, 
I only got seven likes, nigga. You got seven likes. Like, fuck what you said. You have seven people in yeah. this planet that liked it. You worried about the other billion that didn't. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, we just got to switch also what we're focused on. Care. Right. We don't give a fuck. Right. Mm -hmm. So, shout out to you for being focused, man, because I can see it. Like, I saw, I think the picture that's on the fucking arm. You know, you look at somebody's eyes. Like, this looks <laughs> different to me. Like, I looked at that picture of you. <laughs> on the dope girl dialect when y'all was sitting in front of that teal wall with the gold frame in the back yeah. i'm like it was just a look in your eyes it was a great picture but i'm like yeah, she looked focused and thank you i'm just... trying like yes that's the i'm not trying i'm doing that's what i am doing exactly trying. it's um, all great diction. art direction by myself <laughs> yeah well um. shout out to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i see you saying with the art direction <laughs> um again for our listeners where can people get in contact with you, find your music, yeah, and get shit. more information about the next Art Attack event. Yeah, so uh, you can follow me on Tasmania Show on everything in regards to all of my events, whether it's Art Attack, Network, um, the Network panel, whatever you uh, want to tune into, you can follow the CAS Agency. Um, you can shop for my merch on casclothingstore.com. Um, my music is everywhere, title, Spotify. If you just type Taz Hampton, that's one of my mixtapes that's up there. And it has seven five, like spell out the word seven and five. Um, you can check out my music there. I'm on YouTube under Tasmania Show. The only thing that's different, basically, I'm a Tasmania Show everything. But when you look on the Apple Store, my rap name isn't Tasmania Show. So there's a lot of Tazzes. So sometimes if you can't find me, my picture's on my thing. So you'll be able to know who I am. But um, you can check that out. And um, shit, I ain't looking for more followers. I'm looking for more leaders. So hey, anybody want to like, you know, like do anything let's lead the way together so um yeah if you want to submit for art attack you can email casagencyllc at gmail.com or you could just go to the cas agency and submit we had a really dope show uh last month we have another one june 5th and um yeah i'm just i'm excited i'm performing if y'all know any artists um yeah and it's, it's more dope shit coming so i'm pretty sure i'll maybe drop in on another podcast or just shoot you guys a text or let of you know course. what's going on and keeping you know abreast and everything but um I'm excited. It's going to be a great year. And I'm so proud of both of you ladies for providing this platform and just know that this shit is going to grow. And you know me, I'm a blast it everywhere. Let everybody <laughs> Thank know. You. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. Like I want more women that, you know, like any one powerful woman that I can come across or that just doing anything, anything, please do not hesitate to let me know. Cause the more the married, the more we help each other, the more that you can spread awareness and get people help, the help they need. Cause we all need help, man. And that's yeah, what I'm about. Love and so help. True. So yeah, check me out, Tasmania Show. You know what I'm saying? I'm dope. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. And again, you can um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Dope Girl Dialect. Um, visit us at our website, dopegirldialect.com. Um, you can listen to us on all social media, pretty much. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, AK, hey. Radio hey. Public, um, and of course, Spotify. Um, and you can just hashtag us at hashtag DGDPod. Um, stay in the know and keep in contact with us and if you have any inquiries about um, being on the show or wanting us to host an event or if you want us to sponsor or wear your products or anything like that uh, shoot That's us a link yeah, yeah. at dopegirldialect.com <laughs> we are more than willing and excited to work with other creatives as well so Thank you again, Taz. Yes, thanks. Taz. Thank you, ladies. I enjoyed this so much. So let's talk about pussy next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had to make y'all laugh. <laughs> Thank you. 
no sweat, ladies. Y'all enjoy Brooklyn weather. I'll keep smoking this LA weed, even though y'all smoking oh, it too. Man. So when y'all hit me, whenever y'all are in LA, please holla at me. <laughs> yes, whenever, do not hesitate. Please hit me up whenever y'all are in LA, and I, I'll do the same in Brooklyn. But I'll be in touch soon. So y'all have a great day, and thank you for your time. Of you course. too. Thank, thank you. you. All right, ladies. Peace. Bye.